Hello and welcome to the Gimme More Gingy podcast. I'm your host, Gingy, and I've always lived my life outside of the social norms. With that being said, here I will share unmasked stories of my own as we explore ideas surrounding wellness, personal development, spirituality, sexuality, and so much more. All aimed at the objective in helping you align and honor your authentic self to explore different viewpoints and most importantly, to continue growing together. All right, are we live? Yes, we are live. Hello, hello. It is your girl, Gingy, and welcome back to another episode of Gimme More Gingy. In this week's episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Sally T. Three years ago, she would have never guessed that she would be living the life she is today. But with her determination and faith, she is now a successful OnlyFans creator living her unapologetic life. In this episode, we discuss how she got into modeling, specifically car modeling. She gives her thoughts on what it takes to have success on OnlyFans, all the things that she has learned from entering the industry, her mindset about living an authentic life, and so much more. So just a little information, Sally and I met a couple months ago at a group photo shoot, and our friendship started off because we both have an OnlyFans. And so since then, our relationship has blossomed into such a beautiful friendship. And I'm so blessed to call her my friend. But she was my first friend who also did OnlyFans. And so I really enjoyed that I was able to get close with her and discuss all things OnlyFans. And I thought it would be so cool to bring her onto the podcast to kind of give more of an insight of what it takes to be an OnlyFans creator and everything that comes along with it. So I had a lot of fun having this mature open conversation around OnlyFans and like I said what it truly takes to become an OnlyFans creator and to continue to be an OnlyFans creator and everything that comes with it and kind of like the background of things and so before we jump into the episode though I do ask that you subscribe to the podcast if you're enjoying the episodes and you can follow at Gimme More Gingy on all social platforms to stay informed of upcoming episodes but if you're ready to hear all about it let's hop right into it. Hello, Sally, and welcome to Gimme More Gingy. What is up? I'm super excited to have you on my podcast. You're my second guest I've ever had. Ooh. Of course I had you on. So to just dive straight into this, right. tell me about yourself. Who are you? <laughs> um, my name is Sally. I am 25. I had to think about that for a second. <laughs> I'm 25. I live in Vegas. Um, I'm originally from California. I do OnlyFans pretty much only like full time and I do modeling and a lot of car modeling is mostly what I do. So yeah. Okay. And so modeling, how did you get into modeling? Um, so I had somebody ask me to shoot with their car and I was like, well, I've never done it. So I thought I would just like give it a try and why not? And so I did it. I had a lot of fun. And then after I did that and I posted the pictures, somebody else was like, oh, will you model with my car? And I was like, well, yeah, why not? And I can make money from it. And I was like, sure. I don't know why not. So I just tried it from there. So when did, when was, how long ago till, or <laughs> how long ago when that first all happened? That was at like the middle of 2020. Okay. So like two years ago. Okay, cool. And you're still doing a lot of that? Yeah, so most of my stuff is, like, car modeling, and then I do, like, event modeling now, 
I get paid for photo shoots and all that stuff. And so kind of going back to the car modeling, like what does that entail? Do you just like sit your ass in your car and you're like, here I am? (laughs) Kind of. Hell yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, basically I just, a lot of the times, like I don't work for an agency or anything. It's just a lot of like car owners that reach out to me and they want to set up a shoot and then we set something up. So sometimes I do like collab work, not always. And then I, um do like paid shoots obviously so like car owners pay me for shots of me with their car and then also like single shots of their car as well and we've talked you've let me know that the car industry is really really big what what is the appeal I guess I don't know have too much background information or knowledge but like car modeling like I know it's so big but I just it's such an interesting like because obviously with modeling a lot of people just think like you know editorial fashion but there are so many different divisions yeah. So what what keeps you going back to car modeling? Like what what about it that you love? So I was always into cars and like I always did like a lot of car stuff. And so I think it was just like an easy route for me to get into because I don't I never like planned on being a model. Like I never look at myself as a model. Like I still have like a weird time thinking that about myself. So I think it was just I liked cars and somebody asked me and then it was like this is fun. And then I got to meet like cool people and I got to like see really cool cars and then I like get to drive in people's cars. And so it just brought like a lot of like fun opportunities. And I was like, shit, I can make money. So why not? And then I don't know. I always go back to cars because I'm always around car stuff. Like I'm always doing car like meets and going to car events. So I don't know. I think it's just always been like something that it's been like around me. Mm -hmm. And then it's kind of just what I like formed my stuff around. So did you grow up being super into cars? Like were your fam- was your family really big into cars or how um, did you get so involved? So my dad used to like um, rebuild like Volkswagens oh, when, he was, okay. when I was like really young though. Like I didn't really see him do a lot of that stuff. And, like he would buy cars every now and then. He would take us to like car meets and like car shows and stuff every now and then. But definitely not like as often as I go to stuff now. Um, and he was always kind of into cars, not like super into cars, but – yeah, over time I just got more into it and my boyfriend was into it too, so we just went to a lot of stuff. Oh, that's super fun. Okay, and the other thing you said, OnlyFans. OnlyFans. <laughs> when did you get into OnlyFans? Why did you get into it? Tell me everything. Okay, so I knew about OnlyFans like way before I got into it. For like a year oh, and a really? half. Wait, so when did you find out about OnlyFans? I think it was like the beginning of like 2019 or like a little bit before that that's so crazy i started learning about OnlyFans like as it started blowing up during covid okay yeah yeah, yeah. no so i knew about it like way before all of that and like i was researching it like crazy because i was like i want to fucking do this like why not Uh and so i just like researched the shit out of it before i ever did it and i would watch like a bunch of like interviews of girls and like I'd watch a bunch of like uh YouTube videos and like what they did and like explain it all and I would like research just all of it and I just was kind of like I didn't have like the balls to do it and I didn't have like any following then so it was just like me and I was like well I guess I'll try (laughs) because I feel like a lot of the girls that do it like they have like a big following and then they drop it only fans and it's like boom and I had like 2,000 followers on shut the fuck up really yeah really yeah when i first you have such a good following yes when i thank you (laughs) (laughs) of course no no no. so when i first started i um i only had like 2,000 followers on instagram and i would post like a lot of like bodybuilding stuff like lifestyle just like regular 
day shit that normal people <laughs> post on Instagram. And then I was like, I did the car photo shoot and stuff. And I was like, fuck it. Like, why don't I just like run with it? And so I just kind of like ran with the car modeling and then I started my OnlyFans and it all just kind of like went up from there and I built it up from there. So you found out about OnlyFans 2019, but you said you researched it for about a year. So what made you finally like pull the trigger on it? I think I was just like, I think I was too scared to start because I was just like, oh, that's like a big step. And like, there's so much stigma around it, especially like then it wasn't as big as it is now. And like, like now everyone's like, oh, everybody has a fucking OnlyFans. Like you can see anybody's news online. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I was like, okay, whatever. But then I feel like it was like a little bit before all of that. Um, And so I feel like I was like kind of scared and like the stigma around it and all that shit. And then I basically looked at it like if Victoria's Secret models can go and be half naked and like the world is totally fine and accepting of that, then I don't see why a regular average girl can't do that too. Absolutely. And they're making money, like shitloads of money. I, yeah, like absolutely. walking on national TV, like practically naked. So why can't I do that? I think definitely the uprising of OnlyFans made so many more opportunities for your average woman that isn't yeah. super high into modeling or in the yeah. porn industry or anything like that. And it, obviously it became very popular during the pandemic, Yeah, but a lot of people saw the opportunity. But with that being said, you know, there is a lot that comes with it in the sense of you are putting a whole different side of yourself online, online, but you're also, you know, they always say what you put online never comes off. Yeah. So how did you get past that mentality of like, well, this is who I am. It is what it is. Yeah. I think I kind of was just like, fuck it. Like, why not? (laughs) Okay. Like, I don't know. I just was like, I don't really care. Like, I know who I am and, like, yeah. people can say whatever the fuck they want because I don't really care and, like, I don't know. I just know who I am at the end of the day and, like, I think it's fun. I can make a good money doing it. So, like, why the fuck not, you know? And did you have to – when you first started – like, I remember when I first started, it was a fucking adrenaline rush. Like, every yeah. time I would send something out, I was like <gasps> – Yeah, it was very nerve-wracking. I was like, oh, God, people are going to see this. <laughs> right. So how did you work your, like, how did you work through all that? Because, I mean, I've been doing it for two and a half, almost three years. How long has it been total for you? Yeah, like two and a half years. Okay. So now I know yeah. something. I don't give a fuck. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> You're right, right, right. I don't care. But it took me a long time to get to that point. Oh, for sure. So for yourself, what were the things that made you keep going? Because I also know other women that have started it, but it's too much for them. Whether yeah. it be, you know, their external, the people around them or yeah. the beliefs, whatever the case may be. Yeah, I think it is like a lot. And I think like people do sign up. And they don't realize how much like OnlyFans in, like takes and involves and, like how much work you have to put into it. Because like right. at the end of the day, however much work you put into it is how much you make. Absolutely. And so... It's like you have to really treat it like a business if you want to make money off of it. But I think like at first I was nervous of what would like what people would think or like, oh, no, like people are going to think so so many things about you. And then I was honestly just like, I don't give a fuck. Like, who cares? Like people could think those things even if I don't do this. You know what I mean? Like people have some like idea of who you are no matter what you do. And like people are not going to like you no matter what you do. So it's like. I'd rather just be myself and do whatever I want to do. And then if people don't like it, like, that's fine because I want to be around those people anyways. And I feel like the biggest thing I've learned in, like, OnlyFans is, like, the people I've met in, like, the industry of, like, OnlyFans, porn, like, 
models, all that stuff. I feel like those people are like some of the most like confident and secure people in themselves because they like they've already been through that like, oh, people aren't going to like me for this or people aren't going to like me for that. Or like they have like all their cards on the table. Like this is who I am. Like I don't care if you don't like me. Like it is what it is type of thing. And I like I love those people because I feel like that's how I am. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I like resonated with those people and it was just a lot more fun to be around those people. I feel like that's why you and I connected so much too because once we started getting to know each other, I was like, Oh, I can be myself. Yeah. I know she can be herself. There's no judgment. There's yeah. no like, you be you. I'm going to be me. For we sure. vibe out. That's that's that. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the time, like not everybody, but I feel like a lot of like creators, like OnlyFans creators or people in that industry, like they're not judging you for stuff that like your average person would judge you for. Because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people like. Because they have their own, their own insecurity of being judged by others. Yeah. 100%. Or like people aren't secure with the things that they believe or like what they want to do. And like, they're worried that other people are going to judge them. And so it's like, those people are already like, this is what, like who I am. This is what I do. Like you can't really judge me. Like who cares? Right. You know? Right. So know. did you lose a lot of friends when you got into OnlyFans? I didn't have a lot of friends. <laughs> I was like, shit, I don't care. <laughs> okay. But okay. But was there anyone that decided like, Hey, I totally, respe- I totally respect what you do, but I just can't be a part of it. Like, did you have a, um, in this? Not really. Okay, I don't think good. like anybody really said anything like that negative about it. When I mm-hmm. first started, the only like bad reaction was like a family member was like, what is this? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And kind of was like upset about it. And then I was just like, eh. Did you do the smart way and create a whole new Instagram for the the persona that you have on OnlyFans? No. So I started like with my 2,000 followers that I had since 2012. I made my Instagram in okay. 2012. Okay. So it's everybody I was like went to middle school and high school. Uh, and like. That's where I fucked Everybody up. knew me. So I was <laughs> yes. like. Like my brother's friends have uh, me on. And I like even to this day, like I'll see like them like watching my stories and I'm like, oh, well, it is. <laughs> Who cares? Hi, nice to meet you. Like whatever. Dude, I'm the same way. And after after kind of branding myself and growing my Instagram, I wish, I wish, I wish I just you know took it, made a new Instagram, said fuck it. I don't care how many followers I currently have, I will restart because I, I, there, there's two sides to it. One, I think that it helped me grow as an individual and truly lean into I don't give a fuck what people think about me like I know who I am but then also I'm like "Eh, I'm sure those people like out of respect to them like (laughs) I mean luckily they can just unfollow but I I have thought that like "Mm, I probably should have started a new one yeah I had like a family friend and he was like what happened to you as like a kid I don't want (gasps) to see this stuff and I was like Ah, well, you can unfollow me. <laughs> follow me on Facebook. I don't go on there. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Well, I did. I made, like, after all of, like, OnlyFans and everything like that, I made, like, a separate Instagram where it's, like, private for, like, my friends and family if right. they want to see, like, my regular ordinary life. Right. I have one of those, but I never post on it. I, I always forget. Post. Okay, okay. <laughs> I never post on it, and I never accept anybody. Right. It was... <laughs> so okay, like, so um, I saw a TikTok today. It was the funniest fucking TikTok, but it was... Uh, the comedian, her name is like Hannah something. Uh, I can't think of her name, but she goes around and she interviews people, mostly guys like on mm-hmm. the street. And she inter- was interviewing this guy and she was like, who, like what Instagram models do you follow? Mm-hmm. And he was like, I actually, I unfollowed all of them because it's so weird. It's like thirst trap, your ass, your boobs, thirst yeah. trap. And then all of a sudden, 
oh, here's my nephew and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And I was reading the comments and everyone's like, to the T, like on point. And I was like, oh, that is so on point. Like, and that's what made me think, like, I should have separated things. And I don't really post, like, I'm pretty on brand and I just like stick to it. I don't really use it as a personal, but like on my story, I definitely will at times. I feel like the the worst though is like, moms or like pe- girls who do only kids who have kids and they're like post like thirst traps and then their kid and i'm like that's what this you're does saying. not belong in the same room right. no all. absolutely like you do not mesh those oh my god yeah i don't do that okay so what's the okay so something when i started i learned so many i learned a lot about fetishes and different kinks mm-hmm. so what tell me a couple that you've learned and maybe like what's the most wild one that you discovered i don't know if i have like a most wild one i think like i don't know yes you do i don't (laughs) i don't know i don't know what like my most wild one is i have some that definitely like have like popped up so i had somebody who came and was in onto my OnlyFans, and he was like hey i have this fetish i think that you might like (laughs) and i was like okay what is it and he was like oh i'm really into like um like inflatable stuff and I didn't know what that meant okay and it was what, like, do, what does that mean um it was just like he's just into like I don't know like girls on like beach balls and like inflatable stuff <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy because going if you go deeper into that the inflatables I didn't know because I learned this from you but inflatables yeah. can be like six feet eight feet yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, um, I don't ever buy stuff for my OnlyFans. Everybody has to buy it on, like, an Amazon wish list, and then it gets sent to me, and then I will, like, shoot videos with it or whatever. So, um, people have sent me, like, massive inflatables that, like, fill my room. Like, humongous. And you've gotten a lot of requests for these videos. Yeah, I'm, like, the inflatable poppin' queen. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. So, do you know behind it like what uh, what about it gets them going um i don't know the psychological behind it They've, no one's ever like explained to you like why it turns them on or anything of that sort no i think it's more of just like uh, i think like a lot of like fetishes or kinks i think it's more like something stemming from childhood where like absolutely you're not supposed to do something and then it's like taboo and then it just branches from there but yeah i don't know what's funny is <laughs> i found out that you do inflatables and i was like damn, I want to try it. And I, I've i yeah. done a couple because of you. And they're, you know, I don't want to say any of our work is easy, but it is on the easier side to make that type of content. I feel like they're not easy sometimes. Okay, well, so you, your request very, versus like, my request okay, are completely yeah. different. Like, when you have they're the They're very labor-intensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You told me it takes you hours just to blow up all the inflatables. Yeah. They're very labor-intensive. Videos for sure. That's wild. Okay, any others? Um, I feel like that's just like I guess if people are like don't know of any, I feel like that's like a different one. I don't know of any others that are like okay that I can really think of. I don't know. I feel like I feel like with fetishes and kinks and stuff, I feel like nothing's necessarily like weird or like that crazy in my opinion. I think we all just have like things that we're into and like I don't know I guess I'm just more open to it and like hearing what people are into and like Mm -hmm. it really interests me to hear what other people are into but I don't think anything's like that crazy unless it's like stuff like you can't do on OnlyFans then like that stuff obviously no but like besides that 
I mean, I still think it's like, it's unique and interesting at the end of the day, because we, you're right, everybody has their own fetishes and kings, and a lot of it all stems from childhood, but a lot of these aren't talked about in just an average conversation. For sure. Like, I would have probably never known about the fetish of inflatables if I never did OnlyFans. Yeah, but I also think, like, there's a fetish for everything. That is true. Like, that is true. I don't know, isn't there, like, a whole study, like, there's a... Anybody can be into anything, so I'm kind of like, eh. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so what what keeps you going on OnlyFans? Like, what do you like about it? What do you what empowers you to be on it? Um, I think like for me, it did help boost my confidence a little bit in myself. Okay. Um, I also like that it does give people like a safe space to explore their sexuality and things that they want to discover and see and whatnot. So I think like. Because it's safe and consensual, like, place for adults, then I think, like, that's the good side of OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, like, you can make a career out of it. And you can make a career out of doing stuff that you would normally already do. You know that's what I mean? True. So it's like, if I'm already doing these things, like, why not get paid to do them? Mm-hmm. You know? So oh, I'm like, absolutely. Eh, why absolutely. not? Do you think that has changed you at all? Um, probably. Yeah. How so? Um... I don't know. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. I guess, like, I could look at things, like, differently now. Because, like, I've seen a lot more. Like, I think it was a lot more, like, vanilla and reserved before all of, like, OnlyFans stuff, I guess, a little bit. I don't know. Do you think, for myself, I feel like it's desensitized myself Mm. to a lot of sexual things. Like, for me, if I see a girl with like her, her tits or I don't know just even like sometimes even when I personally watch porn I'm just like one I know it's fake but two it's just yeah. I, I don't know I guess because I see it so often it, it like doesn't arousal that's not the word I'm like, um <laughs> arousal arousal <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, like, it's almost like when kids play a lot of violent video games, how they say it desensitizes Mm. them. I feel like because I've been around that and I've seen so many sexual things so often, I just, it's, I guess it's like, I guess in a sense of like, things aren't as shocking to like, maybe like your average person. Like I'm sure like the average person like walking down the street doesn't get like dick pics every day and like, doesn't get like the comments that we get or like here's the like fantasies that other people are into or the Mm -hmm. things that people want to say so I guess in like that sense yes because I'm always like oh that could definitely be a kink or like oh people definitely are into that or Mm -hmm. like whatever it is so I'm like uh I guess like in that way yeah yeah very true where do you see the longevity of it like, are you kind of just going with the flow or are you using it to build something else? What's kind of like your game plan long term? Yeah. I mean, I don't know exactly like what I have in mind, like long term. I know like I want to own something and like do my own thing. And like, I've never mm-hmm. wanted to have like a nine to five or any of that sort of thing. Um, I think though, like if you want to do OnlyFans forever, you totally fucking could. I mean, there's women of all shapes, sizes, ages, sexes everything you know what I mean so like and everybody's into something so like even if you might think that you are the most hideous person on earth like a million people might be into you Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so it's like I do think that like you can do OnlyFans and like sex work long term for sure but I also think like OnlyFans is definitely a fan-based platform so you have to have people that are like into you 
that like want to follow you regularly. Cause I think there is also like the problem of people will come on, they'll see you and then they'll hop off. And then you don't have like those reoccurring subscribers because they don't know you or get to know you or like yeah. they don't care about you. They just wanted to like see you naked or whatever it was. Right. So I feel like you can have a long term success with OnlyFans if you have like a long term base for people that want to follow you and like see your journey and see what you do and like care to see more of you, I guess. Yeah. I always tell people when they ask me of like the long term or how to be very successful, I always tell them marketing is king. Yeah. Like you have to market the shit out of yourself because OnlyFans doesn't have SEO. Like you don't get recommended people. And so that's why I think a lot of people get tripped up about it or it's hard for them to push forward because at the end of the day, like I always, I think for myself that if you want to have good success, you have to market yourself online in all areas of this is what I do. This is who I am. You know, it becomes your identity. For sure. No, you, you either have to be like constantly, like if you're self-promoting, you either have to constantly post it like 24 seven for people to realize that you have it or, and like get people on it. Mm -hmm. Or if you're not, then you need to be like one of those girls that just like pops off with viral videos about like stuff that they've done. Or you could be the girls that are like the degrading girls that like degrade people all the time. And that's like what they're known for. And like the girl, like you have to have some kind of niche. Right. Right. You have to have some type of following no matter what you do. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, uh, that's where I can speak because a lot of people that don't have a following that I've gotten asked, like, how do I do it? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I personally just don't have the experience, but I know that following is what's going to get you to the numbers. Cause I feel yeah. like a lot of people get into this and they think quick money, but mm-hmm. as you stated earlier, like it's a business, like you yeah. have to, you know, do the booking, you have to do mm-hmm. the marketing, you have to make sure your customer service is good because if it's yeah. not like you're not going to make any money or you're yeah. going to have really bad feedback. And at the end of the day, like Customer service and marketing are, like, the two most important things about a business. Yeah, because I remember when I first started mine, I think I had, like, like, I started my Instagram at, like, 2,000 followers when I first started being, like, like consistent and actually, like, trying to build something from it. Mm-hmm. And then I had, like, I think, like, 3,000 or 4,000 when I finally made an OnlyFans. And I remember it took me, like, a full week to get one subscriber. And I was like, yeah, baby! But, like, you hear these girls that sign up in one day and they're like, oh, yeah, I made $4,000, like, overnight. And I'm like, yeah, that's, like, the one-off thing. That's not the majority. So, like, if you want to make money, you can. You have to put work into it. But there is those one-off girls where, like, I don't know how they do it. But, like, they just, like, get girls or get people on there, like, nothing. Mm -hmm. But I think for the most part, like, you have to put work into it to make money. But I think that's, like, anything hmm you know. so overall you've really enjoyed yourself on it and yeah yeah you know. I feel like overall I've really enjoyed it and I'm happy about it like I mean I can't complain I feel like it's like in the grand scheme of a lot of things like I feel like it's a fun place to do things. right so I like and it. We, and we haven't talked what do you do on your OnlyFans um I do everything on my OnlyFans and did you did you like work up to that or yeah yeah so when I first did my OnlyFans I like didn't show anything, I don't think. Like, I mean, I I wore, like, lingerie, basically. Mm-hmm. And, like, bikinis. And then I did, like, topless. And then, like, a year in, then I did full nude. Okay. I think. Yeah. And then from there, I just, like, worked my way up. Right. And then I just, like, started doing more, showing more. And, yeah. 
that's so awesome. Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, so something that I really admire about you is that you are very authentic. Like, you're not a typical Instagram model. You show, you show up with makeup, without makeup. Yeah. And I really admire that. And something that I started doing back in January was I don't use filters because mm-hmm. I think that it's so just horrible for your psychology and your mind and I don't think that people truly understand like the longevity of that something that you also do is you don't use filters I mean I think maybe every once in a great while you do but overall you don't so have you always not used filters or is this recent yeah I feel like um for the most part I feel like I haven't really used filters that much I don't like using filters as much because I personally just feel like I've had so many like body dysmorphia issues myself. So I personally don't like like seeing myself one way with a filter. And then I see, I feel like it just affects me more than anything. Cause it's like, I'll see myself in like a picture where I have a filter and I'll feel like, oh, that's like what I look like or I look cute there. And then I see myself in real life. And I'm like, oh, that's not how I look. And I've always, I've never wanted to be the person where it's like, oh, you see my like photos on Instagram then you meet me in person and I don't look anything like that like Mm. I I just don't want to be that person because it's like I want to be 100% myself and also like at the end of the day like if you don't like how I look like in person then like whatever Mm -hmm. like I don't know the people closest to me I don't think anybody gives a fuck what I look like so it's like why should I care so much about what like strangers think I look like and also like again like if you're just doing it for yourself like I personally just don't like how it affects me. Right. You know what I mean? No, I think it destroys our mentality. I remember when I was super into filters, like I would put on the filter and then I put it off. And like, you know, my cheekbones, my... Yeah. uh, I look snatched. I got no double chin. My eye bags are gone. But then I started realizing (laughs) that I would pick apart myself in the mirror. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. Like we all look different and Mm -hmm. that's what makes us unique. And you know, we, we shouldn't be, I feel like social media is trying to fit a lot, especially women inside of this box of all of you need to look the same. Yeah. I think there's always just been a like universal beauty standard that That's everybody true. always wants Which us I to hate, look like. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Like, because it even, changes every 10 years or. Yeah. Even know? before like social media, it was magazines, no, it was models, right, it right. was like ad campaigns. So I think it's just like always been like that, but it's just been very heightened. Over the past couple oh, 100%. of years. Oh, 100%. 100%. But also, like, you have to look at it, too. Like, there's a bunch of, like, Instagram models and everybody like that. So, it's like you're making money off your looks. So, I understand why people do it. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Like, because you want to look better. Because the better you look, the more money you could make. Or, like, whatever it is. You know? Not necessarily. But, like, a lot of people no, look at it like that. You know? Yeah, you're right. And so, I get why people do it. It makes sense. But I just personally don't like to feel like I look way different one way than the other way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I said, I really, li- I really like that you don't because it shows that you're real. Like you're not being fake. And I feel like we live in a society, especially when it comes to models, people that do OnlyFans, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. about if their brand does heavily, is heavily induced by their looks, yeah. just adding all like the Photoshop and the filters. Like not yeah. everybody looks that way. So I really admire that you don't do that. Yeah, and you I show think- up authentically who you really are yeah for sure and I think that people really like that like I mean I get a lot of messages back of people being like oh I like seeing you without makeup or like and a lot of guys respond to that like a lot of people really like that because I think it's just like you're just a regular fucking person you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like I'm not trying to like look some like crazy way like Mm -hmm. I'm just a regular 
average girl. But again, like even with modeling, like I've never looked at myself as like a model, but I've never wanted to be like the person that you see where they're like, they look so different on like a cover of a magazine compared to like a regular fucking photo of them. Like, I just want to look the same. Like I, I just want to look like me. I don't want to look like somebody else, you know? And that's why like, I don't even like like having photographers edit my body too much or like, I understand like retouching. Like if I have a pimple on my face, hell yeah, get rid of that. Like I don't want anybody (laughs) to see that. But like, I don't want to like, I don't want you to make my waist like 10 inches smaller than what it is. And like my ass. Have you had that happen? I had a photographer who like totally distorted my face and like made my body look like crazy. And I loved the photos without it so much. Cause I was like, I like my waist looked good. My hips looked good. Like my boobs looked good. Everything looked good. And then he was like, he like redid my face and he like made my boobs bigger. He made my waist smaller. He made my ass fatter. And I was like, why? Like it was a good photo. So it's just like, so annoying. So I had him take it off. Like I was like, right. hey, can you take off like the edits on my body and yeah. my face? Cause I didn't like it. And also like, again, like it just didn't look like me. And it's like, I don't want to post a photo that doesn't look like me. And don't get me wrong. Like if there is like small things, like, yeah, you can cover up like a blemish or like and if some looks skin weird, retouching. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 for sure. But like, don't make my proportions what they're not. And like, right. don't make me look just like so dramatically different. Cause I don't want, I don't want to look wild. different than I am. And like, I, I also just don't like how that affects other people too. Like other people might see that photo and be like, oh my gosh, she looks so good. Like I want to try and look like that when it's not a realistic body. Like that's not how a human looks with like a zero waist and like huge ass and like big tits. I was like, that's not how I look. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like it. But yeah, I try. I, I usually like, I don't really have photographers edit me too much. I never ask them to edit me at least. Right. It's just if photographers do edit me, then I'll try and like, Tell them not to edit me too much. Yeah. Have you ever had bad experiences with photographers? Not really. I'm really selective about photographers. I guess like my worst experiences is usually like I won't get photos back. It's frustrating. Mm, Yeah. I totally feel. And like. That's why I do not do group shoots anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't really do do group shoots either. So how do you go about finding a photographer? Because obviously with what we do, glamour modeling, so nude, or I'm sorry, mm-hmm. implied bikini lingerie. Yeah. You do have to be very, very selective. Oh, for sure. And so how do you go about that? I think it's like, I go through like a list of, I maybe like I'll follow them and then I'll look at their photos for a while and I'll kind of see their style, see if I like their style. And then from there, it's like, okay, are they like, consistently shooting people or they're not really shooting people that often and then also like if a photographer reaches out to me it's like how they approach the conversation so if they slide in and say let's shoot do you give them the time of day I think at first I did because like I didn't have anybody to shoot with and I was like okay like why not and I think like I do think like sometimes people are like okay let's shoot because they don't know what else to say but sometimes it's like I need a little bit more than that yeah. Give me some, like... I honestly, I won't even give respond. Me more. I won't even respond. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's, like... And it's also, like, it's just kind of frustrating, I feel like, a lot of the time trying to work with new photographers, too, because, I don't know, people are just difficult to work with sometimes. <laughs> I feel like it's hard. Well, I think that it also makes it hard when it's a collab, too. Yeah. Because I feel that a lot of people, when they start doing collabs, both on the model and the photographer side, there's never... I mean, not not always, but generally, 
there's not great communication and clear guidelines about, hey, we're going into the shoot. This is what I expect. This is what I want. Yeah. Whereas sometimes you go and you're like, oh, I didn't know we were doing this. Or like, hey, yeah. I'm not comfortable with this. Well, and I think like, I think that like there's not enough communication maybe. I usually try to like set down like, hey, this is what I'm comfortable with. This is what I want to do. Like, this is okay. This is not okay. Whatever. But also like, I feel like there's a lack of accountability more than anything. Because like, I feel like with collabs, they're like, well, I'm not getting paid. So like, I'll take my time and like, whatever. And like, even like some of the models, like, okay, like maybe they don't show up on time or like they're flaky. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's a lack of accountability kind of on both sides of people. Right. I'm always on time. I'm always there. But, I feel you. I feel but you. But it's like, I and I don't, I hate canceling. Like, I will not cancel unless, like, I absolutely have to. But I also just feel like photographers, whenever, at least for me, it's just been hard to get photos back or, like, that's why I don't shoot nude with a lot of people anymore either. It's like I would shoot nude photos with photographers and then I would never get those photos back. I took, it took me, like, two months to get photos back from this guy even just the raw photos like no edits or anything I just don't understand that if you don't if you don't have a process and you're not willing to like go full through with the transaction why even do it yeah and also like at the end of the day just like send the photos like it's not that hard (laughs) all you have to do is just upload them and send them over and then like you could literally delete them and never have to edit them yeah but that so like that's the frustrating part but but then, like, you do work with other photographers, and then you, like, meet somebody that you really like to work with. Like, I've had that yeah. happen where I, like, shoot with somebody once, and now I shoot with them all the time because I really enjoy their style, and, like, we work well together, and, like, we both have the same kind of vision for the shoot, and I really like that stuff. So, I don't know. I think it's just, like, a mix of finding the people. I feel like you have to be so selective. And also, like, you never go to a photo shoot alone. If you're a girl, you never go to a photo shoot alone. You always have to bring somebody because there's some, like, creepy guys out there, too. Oh, yeah. I feel that with the boom of the sexuality on social media, there has been a lot of people that have gotten into this industry for not the best intentions. For sure. And so, yeah, you definitely have to worry about that and bring someone along. I'm not the best at that, but... (laughs) I'll go with you. I I really really don't shoot with people, though. Yeah. I kind of... And, like, you're selective again. But, like, there's girls that, like, are starting out and, like, they just want somebody to shoot them. And so, like... They don't know. You know what I mean? Right. And I've had, like, a photographer. I was like, hey, I'm, on, like, we're on our way. And he was like, what do you mean we? <gasps> and I was like, I was like, well, me and a friend, like, and I was shooting at his house. I didn't know him. I never met him. And we were shooting, like, you know, like, that kind of stuff where right. it was lingerie stuff. And I was like, I'm not going to go the, to your house alone. Dude, I've heard the craziest stories about photographers. Yeah, so I canceled on him that minute i was like yeah, no, i was absolutely. like well, that's not happening he was like he was like oh he so i said oh we're on our way and he was like what do you mean we and i was like well i have like a friend coming with and he was like well i didn't expect an entourage oh yeah and i was like one other person is i was like so okay <laughs> ew bye yeah, so i just canceled i was like okay whatever yeah. i don't know i just feel like some people like are definitely in it for the wrong intentions. so you have to be really picky you're gonna definitely have to do your research and like reach out to other girls too. Oh, absolutely! Before shooting with somebody else because yes. like somebody else's experience can like void you from having to have that same experience. And actually messaged them because even yeah. though they may you may have like a lot of mutual friends, yeah, like, there has been countless of photographers that they have shot 
beautiful, many different women. And then I actually ask them and they tell me just these crazy stories. And I'm like, why is this not out there? Like, why do people not know? So yes, do your research. Absolutely. Yeah. For the most part, like I don't, I won't post, like if the shoot didn't go well, the photographer was bad or like whatever it was, like if something bad happened, I won't post those photos to my stuff because I don't want another girl that follows me to be like, oh, she shot with him and she vouched for him and then she goes shoot with them and they have a bad experience. Like, I don't want that. So like, yeah, a photographer might post me, but I'm not going to post them because of like a bad interaction. Absolutely. But I don't know. You have to be so picky. You do. You do. Okay. One last thing. If you could give your, your younger self any advice, what would it be? People don't care about you as much as you think people care about you. So like, I think we like avoid doing a lot of things and we're scared to do a lot of things because we're like, oh, somebody might think this or somebody might say this or like we might not wear that shirt because oh like somebody might think it looks ugly like nobody cares we're all so concerned about ourselves we're all so worried about ourselves nobody cares what you're gonna do nobody's that worried about what you're gonna do so like and also like at the end of the day if anybody's worried about what you're gonna do like that's on them so it's like who cares yeah no that was i love that it was beautiful all right where can the people find you um my instagram is sally t with three e's and my TikTok is Sally T with four E's because the other one got deleted. <laughs> and then my Twitter is Sally T underscore. <laughs> They're all different. We're going to have to make them all the same. But all right. Thank you so much for coming on. Gingy out. Thank you.